0: Welcome to the Manager Mat Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Manager Map Podcast Show, a weekly show designed for you as a leader and manager to get the results you've always wanted. If you haven't already... Please subscribe to the show so you can never miss an episode and share it with anyone else who might get the benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's Management Podcast Show. Hope everyone's well and getting the results they want through the people and the teams around them. This week is a really different show because I am going to be finally doing an interview which is something that I've been looking at doing for the last couple of years. And it's with a lady called Sarah Chase. Uh, she's one of my colleagues in the States, and we are working on some really exciting projects. She's been in HR and learning development for a lot of years. So she's going to tell us about one-to-ones and how she feels they work. So without delay, let's get on with this week's show. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs>
2: I'm doing good. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Matt.
1: Hey, no problem. You are the first guest on the Manage Map Podcast show, so congratulations. (laughs) Well done. You're the first one. I've always been talking to myself in a in a room. Now I'm talking to somebody else (laughs) in a room, so a little bit different. So yeah, just Sarah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What 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 do you do? What's the what drives you? What what, where where have you gone through as your career? Just gives a bit of a background.
2: Well, I've done a little bit of everything in human resources. I currently work for Carrie with you, <laughs> only Great I'm place. in the U.S. Um, I started at Cary uh, just over a year and a half ago. I started in the integrated operations side of the business as a HR business partner working for the food and beverage side. Um, and then in August, I moved over to the global leadership side of the house, um, working for our leaders out of the Ireland um side in corporate office. Um, prior to that, I was an HR leader for 25 years. so working for businesses such as uh, aerospace and defense, uh, government um, in the US again, um, and you know things like construction, manufacturing. So I have quite a variety of different experiences. Um, I've worked for anything between you know small business, medium size to large, very large, just like Harry. Um, So I have a very good, broad sense of human resources, Um, you know, just had teams reporting to me up to probably 25, 30 people. So um, just uh, done a little bit of everything, Um, anything from, you know, recruiting, onboarding to safety, workers count. So um, you Uh, name it, I I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's anything in HR that I haven't done.
1: And so. that's why we need experts like you on the show, because <laughs> you've done everything. So you've been everywhere, yeah. you've done everything. But what got you yep. into it? What, what, what got you into being the HR person? Was it always a, a drive to be in that side? Is it is it part of your nature? What got you into it?
2: Um, not at all, actually. Um, I started out in construction. I worked for a general contractor for seven years um, when I was a young 20 something <laughs> and I won't date myself. Um, <laughs> Not that long I, ago. <laughs> I had a I worked in, at as uh, operations assistant. I was making copies of plans and yeah. the personnel manager at the time. So this was you know way back when they didn't even call it human resources. Um, she called me and said she had an opening for an assistant and she thought I had a nice smile and I would be good at the front desk and she asked me if I would interview for the job and I said I don't even know what personnel is. <laughs> so <laughs> I <laughs> went and talked to her and um, we connected right away. I thought it sounded like a fun job to sit up front and, you know, meet with people, um, get to know a little bit more about their, you know, ins and outs of the business. And I, you know, lo and behold, I got into it and people started leaving (laughs) in that department and they weren't backfilling positions. So I had to learn very quickly benefits. I had to learn recruiting, you know, everything about the business. And then my manager left and I had to go to school (laughs) so I didn't I didn't really have a choice Um, I had to go to college because I was not going to college at the time so the company paid for me to go get an associate's degree and they promoted me to manager and it just kind of went from there I went and got a bachelor's degree Um, when I worked in aerospace I got my first master's degree in leadership development um and now I'm currently finishing up uh, second and third master's degrees in mental health counseling, wow. grief counseling, yeah. and getting a, a a life coaching certification. So,
1: see, I told the listeners I had an expert, and I've, I've got so much we can explore there. <laughs> I, do, I do like the idea of the personnel because I remember when I started working, they called it a personnel department. You not a human resource? It was personnel. I like that kind of feel to it. And before my time, there were my boss at the time, um, he had a really bad accident. So we're in textiles. So we're in, we're in sort of like sort of early 80s, textiles, <laughs> old school Yorkshire kind of trade. And he managed to catch his finger and lose half of his finger. And he always oh. tells a tale. He's, he was fine. Don't worry, listeners. He, 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 didn't, he didn't pass away. It was a fine. But he, he tells a tale of running to personnel with his finger in a kind of bit of tissue storming into personnel office and the the secretary on the door went excuse me can you go outside and knock you know like (laughs) but yeah it's changed massively i mean um human resources has grown you know and what it covers now you've just mentioned a few of those things you're going through uh you know motivating people retention diversity training massive amounts is there any particular element of it that you really enjoy at the minute
2: Oh, I love uh, talent management, uh, leadership development. So all of those areas, you know, talking about succession planning, um, I love behavioral assessments. I'm certified in a number of different assessments. i really trying to help leaders plan for the future in businesses, you know, looking at their overall strategy and trying to look at the future and what that future looks like for their leadership. And who are going to be the next players, um, really? So, just love the talent management side of the house. Um, So, you know, if you had asked me uh, maybe five, seven years ago, what were my passions, you know, I think it was probably employee relations. I love positive employee relations. So, really sitting down, talking to employees, and really getting into understanding more about them. And that kind of led me into the, um, where I'm at now with the master's degrees, and I still love employer relations, but really taking that to the next level with the whole talent management piece. So, Brilliant. building relationships is a very strong suit for me. So
1: that that works lovely when we talk about building relationships. One of the things we spoke about off air was around the idea of what are the big five things that you can do as a manager and a leader and do well. And I'm a big believer in the idea of the the one to one, the feedback delegation, coaching and empowering. And, you know, I, I'd be interested to explore some of those you, So, you know, in your experience, where, where do you think you get the best benefits when regarded to one-to-ones? You know, have you had good and bad experiences? Could you tell listeners a bit about, about that?
2: Yeah, when you do um, one-on-ones as a leader, I think it's really critical to, as a new manager coming into your role, whether you're Um, Early career, mid, late, um, I think coming into a new team, it's really critical to build those relationships right off the bat. So if you can do one-on-ones, whether it's uh, weekly would be the ideal situation. Um, If you can't do that, you know, depending on the size of your team, as often as you possibly can, just to build that initial relationship with your team members and having a standard agenda so that you really don't get off track, Um, talking about their goals, um, how you can help them meet their goals, what you can do to remove obstacles with your team members, and, you know, really kind of staying away from your own objectives, your own, um, I guess, keeping it about them. Um, Hmm. not about yourself is really critical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'd be quite difficult not to slip into a kind of a, a list of things that you want them to do. You know, yes. you, you've got to be aware. I mean, I try to split mine up into sort of like the first 10 minutes around them, the family, what's going on in the world. Sometimes yes. we talk about the pets, you know, chat about one of the guys who works with his, his horse and he's, you know, he's, loves his horse. And we talk about that for a while. He loves his kids as well, but talk about yeah. his horse. <laughs> uh, and we do a lot of that because I think that gives you that person behind the role. You can understand what what motivates them. You know, it can be, it, 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 and then I'll move into them to their team, you yeah. have 10 minutes on their team and how that's working. And then the last bit is around how they develop, where they're going, their goals. Yeah. So I kind of do that. Is it very prescriptive when you, you do them then, or are you more sort of fluid? Do you, do you have like an, a, a template? So do you, do you how, how do you do it?
2: No, I mean, I, I have a template in my head. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not, um, I'm very fluid, um, at anything that I do. I try to keep it more conversational. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my style. Uh, I try not to be I try not to be the type of leader who reads off a sheet of paper, um, but I try to keep everything very conversational with people. Um, I just try not to make it about myself um, mm-hmm. and always about them and building that relationship. And that's always been my success with people in building those relationships is to try to make it about them, you know, and just like you had said, Matt, you know, talking about their family, um, their pets, things of that nature and understanding them as a person and how they build their teams and what they need to be successful. So, um, and again, trying not to in a one-on-one dump more work on them and more tasks and things yeah. like that because yeah. they're already no, you're right. overloaded.
1: <laughs> so. no, and you're spot on there. And it, and it, it sometimes, I mean, I mean, when I first started in with teams, especially when you knew you mentioned you just got a new team or you're new to the role, I yep. I, I try to schedule in a longer one on one because you can find that I try to go to half an hour, I try to do this 10, 10, 10 split. But the first, there's so much information. You, you know, I think the first time the new team I were with, I probably spent thirty, forty minutes just chatting around, nothing really. Just just talking, just getting want a meeting, it was not formal. We were just talking, having a coffee, having a, a talk. And then as it as it matured, we have that we go down this more kind of formal route. But um I th- I think that works really well. I think you you're right about that. What about the if you think of any times where you've had a really good one to one and, and reversely, has there been any bad experiences? What do you think people do wrong?
2: Um I've I've had really good experiences with one-on-ones with my team members, just because I've had those really positive employee relations. Um, Even if they're not my direct team members, Mm -hmm. I've found that um, I've had one-on-ones with other leaders, managers, um, Mm -hmm. just to get to build those relationships. And it's always been a positive experience. Um, I have not directly had any unsuccessful one-on-ones. However, I've heard just from the role that I've been in, some pretty negative stories where people have gotten into one-on-ones and their leader has given them more of a additional workload. And it's been a experience where they go in there. It's not anything about, you know, how's the family? How are the kids? You know, pets, things like that. It's all about where's your workload at? And here's additional tasks. I need it done by X, Y, Z. And that's all it's about. And then it's a cut off done. Oh, gone. And the person gets out of that meeting feeling very demotivated. And they're, they're just kind of like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> like, no, can we no. just not do these one-on-ones anymore yeah. where they, they just don't, they don't feel like they're valued. Um, like I said, they're just very demotivated
1: yeah, because it's not yeah, about yeah. them. And then people don't want to, like I say, people don't want to do the next one. It becomes a avoiding the one-to-one because I always say to my guys, like, it's your time, you know, it's your yeah. time Sit sit down. We talk about the things you want to do. You Hopefully you're going to get some out of it. I'm getting some out of it. If it becomes more yeah. of a, oh God, I've got another one of them. Oh, I don't want to sit down with him. Then they don't yeah. turn up, they find excuses, they cancel meetings. You know, I think it's you're right. It's kind of, you can't put more work on these people. They've already got work. And if by chance you haven't got those people working, then the one-to-one's not the tool to be using. The, you know, you should be giving yourself a plan, a strategic list of things you want the guys to be working on as, as a group. You know, where are their time being spent? But the one-to-one's not for that. How about yeah. um, skip levels? So you say you've got your one-to-one where your directs. Have you ever skipped down another level and sort of done it at a maybe minus one level? or Or do you not? Use that tool?
2: Yes. Um, In my current role, we were not using them where I'm at now, but in previous uh, companies, yes, that was a huge part of our um, plan as far as how we managed. Um, especially when I worked in aerospace, we did skip levels and I found that that was very useful because we had an idea of how the business was being run at different business units, Mm -hmm. especially when I oversaw, um, in aerospace, I oversaw multiple business units in different states in the U S. So it helped me to understand if my managers were, doing the one-on-ones when they were supposed to be um, and what the context of those one-on-ones were um, and how their employees were feeling when they were so having really, the one-on-ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so get then into it that Kind of with,
1: next thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: It helped with coaching too, you know, hmm. coaching and mentoring the managers that I had under me. So, and same for that, my leader above me. Um, if I needed to work on anything, you know, as I was doing my one-on-ones, he was able to give me guidance as well. So I thought they were very valuable.
1: There yeah, is good. Yeah. don't think we do them as much uh, at the minute, but I think it's something I'm, I'm looking at doing um, as I go forward. And the more you mature, the more you try things out. I think it especially when you've got talent, you talk, talked about talent development, sitting down with the next level up. So sometimes even if it's not called a formal one-to-one, just to have a conversation with that person where they want to go identify their uh, future needs i think that's a really good way of doing it and to get a, a chance to sit down with someone you might not sit down every week with and see where their heads at. because you can you know you can get a good relationship with someone and then they may be the next member of your senior team because you know hopefully you're going to progress them so
2: yes yeah. yep
1: good um i won't take too much of your time up because i know you're such a busy lady uh, but uh what when we go on the show, you know, and Manager Matt's been around for two years, I kind of want to kind of look at where I can go next and grow. Do you think that the one-to-ones, the feedback, uh, delegation, coaching, and, and the like, is that areas that you think where we should be going, or is there other things that you think good managers should be doing?
2: Oh, I think those are critical areas, especially uh, moving into a leadership role. Like I said, if you're coming in as an early manager, mid-manager, you know, higher-level manager, Moving into that role, those are the foundational pieces of being a leader. Um, so if you've nailed that, I think it's smooth sailing from there on out with your team members because you're building those relationships and you have the, those foundational pieces with your people. And if you have that with your people, you'll be able to succeed without an issue. I think that, you know, skills can be taught, but building those relationships, that's something you have to have going into it so i just i firmly believe that you're on the right track with your podcast and you know talking about the things that you do those are the right things because that's what a manager needs
1: that's so. good i'm glad i'm glad you said that <laughs> <laughs> well thanks sarah for your time today and uh we'll be speaking soon so hopefully i'll see you later thanks Matt. so there we are a first on the management podcast show an interview, and as you heard, Sarah has so much enthusiasm around h r development learning, and all the functions that go to it it's going to be great engaging with her over the next couple of weeks and months um but as we always say at the end of the show that feedback is a gift so I'd be really interested on your thoughts on the one-to-one or any thoughts in general and you can send them to the Manager Podcast at gmail.com love to engage on new and old topics so please give us the feedback uh, if you want more interviews or any people out there who you think I should be speaking to please send us a line and I'll see what I can do well that's it for Manager Matt this week thanks for listening as ever and goodbye <laughs>
0: Feedback is a gift. So let's keep giving. See you next week.